What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, saints and inks, and welcome to Lactic Asset. I'm your host, Dominique Smith. Thank you all for your continued support. We are on our way to 100 episodes. We're a couple episodes away, and I'm so excited. Going to reach that milestone by the end of the year, and it's just been such an incredible blessing to be able to do this. And I am just so hopeful that you guys are enjoying the content as much as I am uh, producing it. So thankful for all of you all who listen all of you all who tune in as well as just these amazing guests that have come on the show and i hope everyone has a fantastic thanksgiving and do i have a thanksgiving episode for you today my friend elise cranny came on the show and it is one of the most unique episodes i've ever done because she was the co-host and we pretty much interviewed each other elise asked me some questions i asked her some questions in the very 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 deep episode but fun episode and hilarious episode of lactic acid it's just so much to like even try to cover to tell you what we talked about so some i'm going to leave some of the surprise for you uh, who listen but i do know that you will be inspired you will laugh at our uh, little fun food miscues but also um, i do know that you will be inspired just by some of the things that she said um, and just some of the wisdom that she imparted it was supposed to be wine and charcuterie and it technically was but i used the lunchable um and lunchables don't hit like they used to we'll just leave it at that but we did have an incredible time and listen if you are going on a long run please listen to this if you are cooking thanksgiving dinner um and you want something to keep you entertained this is the episode for you or if you just want to sit back and maybe you're not feeling the best definitely turn this on you are going to enjoy it if you like what you're listening to do me a favor first of all like subscribe do what you got to do on anywhere you get this podcast if you haven't already but share it with somebody share it with a friend share it with anybody you know obviously we're trying to build a community and leave a good rating if you don't mind because it helps boost the algorithm and it helps others find this podcast as well if you need anything track and field related, running related, whether it is a pole vault or a pole vault pit or a shot put discus, anything, you need uniforms, you need swag, head to track barn, they got you. And if you type in the discount code of Elastic Acid 10, you get 10% off your discount i'm sorry 10 percent off your order they are doing incredible things in the sport of track and field let me know what you think of that brand if you bought anything from it would love 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 to share it uh with them carl's a great guy and just the operation that they have they're doing a great deal for the sport so be sure to tune in and check them out for all your track and field needs happy thanksgiving to each and every one of you i am truly thankful for you we all have something to be grateful for and i'm grateful for each and every listener love peace and chicken Greece, and we will catch you next time. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, saints and inks, and welcome to Lactic Acid. It's a little twist on Lactic Acid because this is the first, and depending on how this goes, possibly the last off-season edition of the show. I'm your host, Dominic Smith, and I am not alone today because I have a certified baller. 
Shot caller, she is as consistent as a red Jolly Rancher and a red Starburst. And if you know, you know, because those are the two best flavors in the game. Smooth as an Ike, Mike and Ike. And guess what? She's coming back for that number one spot. She is my friend. And today, the co-host, Sister Elise Cranny. Elise, what's going on, fam? How you feeling? I am feeling pumped. I always, uh, you know, never know what you're going to say in the intro. So I'm always, uh, you know, you always get a good laugh, good smile over here when I'm, you just give the best intros around. So yeah, I'm pumped to be here. I feel like we've been talking about this for a couple months and honestly honored that I am considered for the next little bit of time co-host of the Lactic Acid podcast. Y'all, <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm I'm <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> um because Elise tell the people what's unique about this episode. I get to ask you some deep hard-hitting questions. The people are going to get to know you on a level they've never gone to know you before and you've had months to prepare even though I haven't told you the questions. So you actually have no idea what I'm going to ask you. <laughs> So the people are in for a treat. That's all I can say. What are we eating? <laughs> we we had this incredible vision. Where where did this vision come from? Actually, how did we how did we end up? I don't know. So the the foundation of this <laughs> is we were at the Prefontaine <laughs> Classic. Elise was ready to go home by five o'clock on Friday, like she just got her check, and. We we did this interview where I roasted her on some stuff that she said. Um, <laughs> and it was such a subtle roast. It was just a facial expression. Um, I think that might be worse. It I was. think the look of disgust on your face when, for context, for anyone that needs to know, I said I was excited to have sushi and some milkshakes after finishing pre. And that got a look of <laughs> utter disgust. And the thing is, it wasn't intentional, but when it just came out of your, like, when you said that, I, I don't even remember. I just I saw your reaction. <laughs> and when I went back to post the interview, I was like, oh, this is that. What did you do, Dom? <laughs> I think you were picturing, like, me having a bite of sushi and then, like, you know, taking a sip of, like, a chocolate peanut butter milkshake. And, like, obviously, I would not, that would be, like, that would be psycho behavior. I would not do that. I so. don't know. I think anybody who <laughs> runs more than 100 meters kind of borderlines on that. So I wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and so, um, okay. So <laughs> we are eating <laughs> charcuterie, correct? Yes. And we are having a little wine and cheese night. Um, <clears throat> you have a really nice cheese board over there. We won't tell the people what the contents of your cheese board are or or should i expose you <laughs> expose it i'll show them listen <laughs> tell them what it is we got a nice lunchable but perfectly arranged on an incredible cheese board and we got some oreos that are just really bringing the whole thing together so honestly 10 out of 10 show the people what you got <laughs> i'm absolutely embarrassed Okay. Well, you came out and said, is it okay if I have a Lunchable? So I was like, okay, I feel like that's, you know, where I'm operating from. So I didn't realize you're going to like take it out, put it on a cheese board, have it be really nice. So I have, <laughs> okay, I said five, I have seven. 
cheese and crackers on a plate. I don't think you can even call it a charcuterie board. Girl, there ain't um, no meat on there. <laughs> it's cheese and crackers. It is not. It is not craft singles. You what... you were questioning me. It's really incredibly nice cheese and crackers on a small plate so yes hopefully this goes well enough that you'll do some more episodes with a, a co-host and maybe you'll bring me back and i can be a little bit more artistic and creative <laughs> like i said depending I- on how this goes <laughs> this may be the first and the last edition of this show um, i am i am embarrassed i'm embarrassed by my presentation for sure I will say this, Elise will forever be the number one co-host. So we will we will do this again. So um get get whatever it is that you call yourself putting on that plate. Go ahead and get it out. Oh, show them the wine though. Uh what is it? Dark Knight or Dick de- Decoy? Um Dark Decoy. De- well, I did recommend Dark Horse, um, which I also really like, but I got some decoy. Cheers. Show the people your Santa glass. Cheers. Yeah. This is my mama's. Birthday. And what are you drinking over there? Chardonnay. Nay. Just kidding. Chardonnay. Um, <laughs> a, a Moscato. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we're drinking. <laughs> oh. Okay. What did you just have? Some ham? Turkey. Oh, turkey. Okay. We got a turkey lunch at all. I have not had this in years. Wow. So is let's it exceeding just... your is it better than you remembered? No. No. That's <laughs> like okay, I see why I stopped eating them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna power through all these because that was a dollar ninety-nine cent per lunchable. Yeah, you uh, you gotta you make want... sure you, you complete it. Do you want me to put it back in this original container? No, please don't. I want you to keep it on the board. It's it's, it's really nice. <laughs> okay. So let's just get this crap started. I was reviewing some old episodes and I cut you off because Elise is my friend. And I have a, and this friendship, is, it's one-sided because I judge her about anything that just doesn't sound weird to me, <laughs> sound right to me. You said something <laughs> interesting. Oh, you said you can get pumped up off of country music. I did. I did say that. <laughs> I did not give you a chance to answer the question. <clears throat> what country, and this will lead into the first, I, I forgot I have to ask you all these questions. Um, The intro. What country music song can you get pumped up to? Oh man. Um okay, I was I, this just this morning I was um listening to Last Night by Morgan Wallen. So that was kind of my that was my pump up song this morning. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's more judgment. This is what happened. You don't outwardly you don't outwardly judge me. You just like kind of shake your head and you have this look on your face and you like don't know what to say because I don't know what you're expecting, but you're just like, yeah, not nah, that's not the right answer. <laughs> I didn't say anything. That's the thing. I didn't shake my head. <laughs> I have to go back and look at the replay. Um <laughs> 
you know it's bad i said i would try to do better but we're just off to a bad start <laughs> um okay okay you have anything else <laughs> um honestly pretty much any country song like Luke Combs, the kind of love we make. That's a that's a good <laughs> song. That really gets you going for a workout. <laughs> okay. Um. How? How? Like what? <laughs> okay. I just feel like I don't really know. I just yeah. Especially when lifting, like country, just really does it for me. I don't. I know. It's you. You. You're allowed to judge me on that. I feel like a lot of people would judge me about that, but. I don't know what it is. It's just like you get in a flow, you get in a groove. It's like good vibes. I don't know. That's all I got for you. <laughs> Do you, you you probably listen to like Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You before you're maxing out on a PR or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm sorry. It's that, country. So Dolly, that's a great Dolly Parton. That's a great song. It is. You can't go wrong with that. Do you have a go-to? Do you have a go-to pump-up jam? Uh country no no just go to pump up jam flat out what is it it's the lord's day so i'm trying to filter it um <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird one that i could get judged for earth wind and fire has a song called fantasy and please feel free to yeah. eat a drink okay every man has a place in his heart there's a space and the world can't Erases fantasy. I like that one. And then Eminem Cinderella Man. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, so you more like a? I can't remember if we talked about this last time. We might have. Are you a lyric or a beat guy? It depends. Okay. If it's like the lyrics are like lit lyrics and beat. If I need just to get pumped up, the beat. Okay. All right. And stuff like that. So, okay. So I'm going to make sure to play um what's the country music song? She's Everything by Brad Paisley cuz since that really gets you going before. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe I said like basically any country, but I would say there are a couple like that. Wow, that's a really good example of one that's like probably actually not going to get me going. I don't know. Although Although I'm a big lyric person, so like you know, if you're really listening to the oh. lyrics, and you're like, "This is like really sweet and like wholesome, like happy vibes," kind of, even though it's really slow. <laughs> but I feel like you'd be crying, and they're like, "At least why are you yeah, crying?" It's I'm, just like, I'm this stretching is... there. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, like, you're stretching and you listen to everything I ever wanted. <laughs> And everything I need. And then I'm just looking, girl, what are you crying for? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I cannot, I'm, I'm telling a lie. I was going to say, I can't judge you. And I'm lying. But what, <laughs> what works for you, I can't hate on it. I don't understand it. I, 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 Lord, help me understand it. N never mind. <laughs> but I can't, I can't. I'm not doing that before a race, to be fair. Like, I can, like, work out to it or, like, lift to it. But, like, if I'm going, like, into a race, okay, except maybe a 10K because you don't want to be, like, too hyped too yes. early. But if I'm going into, like, 815 or 5K and I'm, like, trying to be amped, like, I'll be honest, I'm not listening to country. 
actually the one song that is on like my pre-race playlist that's country is never wanted nothing more by kenny chesney because that's like wholesome vibes and it's just like you know what he's never wanted anything else and it's like this is amazing i'm here i have an opportunity to race this is sick happy that yeah <laughs> kenny chesney is the exception to the rule okay okay that's fair i should because... have started with kenny chesney <laughs> You didn't know. <laughs> I just can't wait to go back and look at this to see what my face was like <laughs> in that first song. Um, he has a song that I used to get pumped up to. Um, Boys of Fall. Oh, that's a good one. That song, Loki, almost made me cry. Because um, I got hurt playing football, but... And, Granted, a lot of my freshman year, because I was a freshman in varsity, I rode the bench. But for whatever reason, I was emotional. Like, we went out there, I'm like, we, like, you ain't play. Um, but that, yeah, that song, I will I will give you that. I will give you that. I will give you that. So, before I release this show to you, and, yeah, let's say <laughs> we, we know the deal. So, we already talked about the last show. We got your candle scent. We <laughs> got the bison burger, <laughs> um, <laughs> which was, I guess, the first start of judgment. And we got, oh man, I forgot what the last one was. Food, candle scent, um, doesn't matter. They're coming back and they said, we want to know the appetizer. So you can pick an appetizer or you can pick a bunch of different appetizers, combine it into one. They're going to make a sampler. They're going to send it everywhere. Then there was a show called The Wild Thornberries where the main character, Eliza Thornberry, had the ability to talk to animals. You're going to have that same ability. But not only will you get to talk to the animal, you will, have, you will get a chance to have dinner with the animal too. I would suggest... Don't have dinner with the animal that you're eating. Um, so oh, that, that could be a little awkward. Um, and then the last one is the theme part. They're going to rent out whether it's SeaWorld, Universal Studios in Orlando, Disney, um, Bush Garden, what the frick ever. They're going to rent it out for you. You get to choose which theme park you want to go to. So appetizer, animal theme park wow okay oh man okay appetizer Ooh, i'm going okay <laughs> the lunchable is not hitting the lunchable is not hitting folks <laughs> you, will not, you will not be getting lunchable as a sponsor on this podcast unfortunately <laughs> from your rave reviews and the look on your face Jesus, I've never Maybe had stick, a... stick to the stick to the plain crackers and and Oreos. <laughs> I've never had the meat by itself. <laughs> and so oh, I need a little wine. Oh, I need a lot of it. <laughs> you, need, you need to finish the rest of that. You really watch it down. <laughs> I feel like the Lunchable is one of those things, and then I'll get back to your question. But is one of those things where like. You know, when you're younger and like you remember something a certain way and then you like go like 
you go back to it and it's just or you like watch a movie that you used to watch as a kid like you go back to it and it's just like not the same like I feel like this is I'm I feel like I'm like secondhand experiencing like remembering a Lunchable being like absolutely iconic and delicious <laughs> and, and you, you are like you're uh you know really showing that that may not be the case <laughs> you, you had the right idea with the cheese and crackers oh go 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 ahead Okay. Uh, okay. So I am going, I love burrata, like some good, fresh burrata. So good. So I'm going a nice plate of like really good, fresh bread, burrata cheese. Uh, mm. This is where I'm probably going to be judged. I also love the taste of beets. So I'm doing like a good, like beet kind of like some balsamic beets some like you know crushed up pistachios on there burrata cheese with oh like a good pesto and then you're like you know you're taking your bread you're putting your pesto you're having your beets and you're like fresh burrata cheese that's what i'm going for my ass i i love that your palate was enhanced at a young age because that, <laughs> that, that's i am that, that's a person you're like you're like put that in the category of bison burgers like, <laughs> but when i'm it, asked to make a cheese plate it's just straight I, cheese and crackers I, I get that government cheese for crackers and <laughs> oh man i i just love i cheese and crackers cheese and crackers lord have mercy um wow I I couldn't have, girl. Uh, let me not interrupt the co-host. You you preach. Keep keep, keep calling. Okay, my quick alternate answer is because we're you know like we started with the charcuterie board situation is like a charcuterie dessert board. Like I've been very like I just feel like that would be epic. So having an appetizer of just like a plate of a really nice board of just a ton of good like little desserts or like honestly just like. I don't know, like a a plate that then you like do chocolate fondue. Anyways, that's getting really like that's not what you asked. But we could have done that. <laughs> no, it's a part of the question. Um hey, maybe you should have done a maybe next time I'll do a, a fondue and uh and wine uh, night. Maybe we'll both <laughs> maybe we both need to redeem ourselves. Um April. Okay. April. It's a deal. <laughs> okay. Don't know how this gonna go, but April. That's what we're doing. <laughs> okay, God leaf. I got this this molded cheese and this ain't even molded cheese. I was just meat mold and everything. And you, she talking about fondue do and all that other stuff. And um, go 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 ahead, go ahead. Let the Lord. Okay, eat. animal that I'm eating dinner with. Uh, I'm gonna go otter. I've been like really into really into otters. I just think the way they like hold hands and like lay on the <laughs> lay in the water is just really cute and I feel like I would just love to <laughs> I'd love to talk to them they all seem like they're like really good friends they have a good community and yeah I'd love to have dinner with an otter <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why I'm laughing at that in a minute but go ahead to the theme park <laughs> theme park um okay I'm probably going I've never been I've never been to Florida I've never been to Disney World so I think I'm going Disney World why um i honestly couldn't really tell you i haven't been there okay seems like 
I don't know. Seems like it would be a fun place to check out. Yeah. Do you disagree? No. Um, <laughs> what theme park would you go? You seem like you have one in mind and you're like Disney. I've just doesn't been up to it. No, I've just been there so many <laughs> times. I was there last night. I was actually at Disney Springs. Oh, really? Yeah, all you do is just walk around um, and look at the pretty Christmas trees and all that crap. Um, so, no, I'm not opposed to it. Everybody should have a Disney or Universal experience, Disney and Universal experience. Um, if you like Harry Potter, come on down to Harry Potter World. Um, I think I should have bought more wine, uh, get some of this out. Um <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm with it. The R thing is hilarious because you know, I know you love the team atmosphere, but the otters is not Bowerman. They don't have that kind of close relationship. <laughs> otters will kill you. <laughs> like this is like an otter will kill you. An otter will jump across that table and slap you. Uh, like, wasn't there a story about an otter stealing a sur- stealing surfboards in one of them states in California or something like that? Wait, really? Yeah. Otters See, I don't are- picture that. I just have the like, you know, like very like typical vision of like two of them like holding hands and just floating together. And I think it's really cute. That's so cute. That's so cute. But in the real world, those <laughs> those otters are not anything to play with. It was like an otter. He sees the surfboard, and it was, it was one otter. He saw the uh, surfboard, and he's pulling it against with this dude. And then what the otter does, it hops on the skateboard, which automatically forces you to, like, leave your territory, and then it takes it. <laughs> so, but... I'm going to need to look that up. That it's okay. Crazy. I want you to have that perspective. <laughs> I want they holding hands. They singing, what's that Barney theme song? I love you. You love me. Let's be all big old happy family and all that stuff. I want Perfect. you to keep that. I'll keep that vision. <laughs> yes. Yes. Keep that vision. It's the moment I have not been waiting for. It's yours. Go My on. turn. This, yeah, Take the floor. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to like, I'm kind of just, I'm not really going to ease you into it. I'm just going <laughs> to. Oh, jeez. Okay. Start with a bang. <laughs> I, I feel like this is revenge <laughs> from all the things in the text messages, in-person meetings, <laughs> first show, last shows. Like I'm paying for all my sins tonight. Like it's okay. <laughs> Go for it. Just, just, just go on. I'm not ready. But okay. What is a mantra you live your life by? You know, it's not good for there to be silence on the other end. And I'm sorry for those who are listening and it's just like dead <laughs> silent, but I, I was not ready for this. Um, Dang. My mom always used to tell me, see, I had really, used to have really bad test anxiety. It's not that I'm stupid, but for whatever reason, when I was taking like tests, I would just tense up. And so she always used to, we used to say scriptures and all that stuff. And she would always say, if you do your best, God will do the rest. And so I think that's something I try to carry with me every day in some capacity. Um, as far as my mantra, 
is concerned, which is interesting. I don't, none of the questions the least are going to ask me. I don't know if I've ever been asked specifically on a podcast, specifically, even more specifically on my podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would say that. What about, what about you? I love that. Um, oh man, I wasn't prepared to answer, answer my own questions. <laughs> um, I would say, oh man. Um, wow. I feel like one that I've been thinking about a lot recently is, um, <clears throat> I don't know, don't like, I guess the mantra would be don't live in fear. Like I think a lot of times just in any like realm of life, I think, um, I don't know, someone was telling me recently, just like fear is a really good teacher, like, because you want to, usually it's where you like need to go and you want to run away from whatever is causing that sort of fear. So I feel like that's, yeah, that's one that I've been thinking about recently is like, yeah, don't, don't run away from fear, like kind of let it um, be a teacher and help you to be like, okay, this is probably a way that I need to grow, which means I need to run toward it. Do you struggle yeah. with fear? Um, I think that in the, like, I think for me, it's been like, it can be, I mean, for anyone, I think it can be like paralyzing and I think it can, yeah. Yeah. I think it can be paralyzing. You don't seem to struggle in, in, Outsider's point of view. At least cranny, especially when <laughs> I see you on the track, it you don't run fearless. You don't conduct yourself in a fearful manner. Um, I don't know if anyone has mastered fear because I think it's an ongoing concept of mastering. Um, I saw yeah. something like do not fear is mentioned 365 times in the Bible. So I was like, dang, Jesus. So, so you 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 knew every day. You knew uh, <laughs> like it was going to be something, but watching you, and I've always felt that way, like regardless of the circumstances that you are given, I don't see fear. Like, so that's interesting to, to hear that. I, I don't see fear. I see like courage and actual bravery and bravery is such a unique term because everybody thinks, you know, you got to do something heroic and being brave but bravery is sometimes just lacing up your spikes or buying launchables and <laughs> you know you know different things like that so I, I don't see that with you yeah no I appreciate that I think I guess like more so on the track I would say like not as much I feel like that's something I guess like a mantra on the track I would say is like that's something that I really I think <clears throat> I think that's a way like I want to be uh, like remembered, like just racing like courageously and like putting yourself in it. And I think, yeah, I think it's interesting. Like you said, I think, um, I don't know. I think the bravery and courage just in athletics in general, but um, I think especially in the sport of track and field, it's like, it is such a like vulnerable, like ground. Like you have, you know, people showing up and it's like, you've like trained and prepared, but ultimately you're like, you know, showing up to do something that's like very much on display. And so I've always just been like very kind of, yeah, this is kind of turning into a tangent, but like, I've always been very like fascinated by that. Just um, 
sports in general, like you have so many people showing up and it's like, whether you're going out on yeah a football field or, um, you know, going out to do a race on the track or you're, you know, throwing or doing another field event. It's like, it is like a very kind of vulnerable experience in that way. Cause you're showing up and you're like, all right, this is me. Like I got to show up and be my best today in front of, in front of a lot of people. Your kick is too lethal for me to believe that you're scared. Like you got that donkey kick. Anybody <laughs> ever seen a zebra? No, no, I'm not scared. Kick? I'm not scared. <laughs> no, she ain't scared. Listen, if you've yeah. ever seen a zebra or a donkey kick, it's killed a lion before. That's a leak's kick down that last like <laughs> 800, 800 meters. So I'm with you, girl. Um, when it comes to how we talked about this a little bit before. When it comes to the track film media, obviously, on the other end, and feel free to ask questions. I can't believe I'm asking this, but it's just so open-ended you to co-host. <laughs> Sometimes the right question in the wrong time is detrimental, seemingly to confidence, and sometimes it can make matters worse, essentially. You've been open about how beautiful this season has been and how it hasn't. How did you not let it get to you, though? Like, how did you not let the added? Because sometimes I was, and it was interesting because I I think um, Lolly, Loggy Tasanga came on the show and we were talking about, you know, when she was doing the media and, um, after winning Worlds, you're asked constantly, how does it feel? How does it feel? How does it feel? How does it feel? To the point where it was like, I didn't get a chance to really enjoy it until like a month after because I'm continuing to relive stuff. And that could be on the front end and on the back end. How do you deal with it and how do you overcome it and just stay level-headed? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting when you're talking about Loggy. Like I do think, um, I do think sometimes for like, I guess like, I'll speak for myself. Like I would say like there is that time to like kind of like process and look back on the season or I'm sure for her, like look back on like, you know, the win at the world champs and kind of have that time to process. Um, Cause it's like, okay, you obviously need to have, you know, the media right after, but I think sometimes as well, like that's where I think podcasts and things can be so good because it's like, I think you sometimes can get a lot more from people like a little bit removed from a situation, you know? Um, like just nuggets that can even be like helpful for others because it's been like processed a bit more. And I think that's kind of how I guess I've like felt about this season. I think in the moment it's like, you're kind of um, maybe not like quite as open about something. So you're still like continuing on. Like, I think we've talked about this a little bit, but like kind of finding that balance between um, like when you're in the middle of the season, if something's not going well, like you don't really want to be like, yeah, like <laughs> things aren't going well. I'm not at my best, you know, when you're trying to get ready for to compete both for your like competitors, but also for just like yourself, like you said, and your psyche. And so I think um I think that's kind of how I like deal with it a bit is um, you know, kind of keeping some of the like more, I guess, like deeper processing of things and trying to figure it out like kind of to myself for a bit until I've like maybe you know, like finished a season or gotten past like, you know, kind of those like really big, like, 
you know, USA championships world, like those big weekends where you're really trying to kind of like conserve that energy and like focus on the task at hand. Is there a thin line between oversharing and sharing enough to impact others? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, yeah, I think, I guess from like, if I like think of people that like, I've like look up, looked up to for like sharing, I think usually, um, I think for a while I like wasn't like as open, especially like kind of on the, in the like low parts of the sport. And I think, um, you know, recently with like the last couple of years with like some overtraining and stuff, I've tried to be a bit more open because I do think I have like, I don't know. I think I've realized from other people just like how powerful that can be for someone to like, you know, relate to someone else's story and feel like they're not alone. So I do think, yeah, I do think there's a fine line, but I also think there's such a power in like, yeah, being able to like be inspired and relate to someone else or like feel like you're, you know, going through something that someone else has already gone through and like made it through, how do you through the other keep, side. Oh, sorry. But how do you keep it on your own terms though? Because sometimes like in a situation, if I'm asking questions, it's like, oh, I got to say this, but as you just said, you may not be ready to share. You know, yeah. not every you know, everybody knows a cake ain't done in 10 minutes, you know, unless you <laughs> get cooking it on 900 and then your cake is burnt, um, <laughs> essentially. So from, from, I feel like you do a really good job with social media. Wow. Like, I, I really appreciate do. that. <laughs> and that is, that is hard as somebody who I do. Listen, I do a terrible job on social media when it comes to, cause I probably should post like something every day which is why I only have like 500 something followers instead of thousands. But it's like, when you're an athlete, you're in a spotlight. Your social media is your social media. If you want to post about pigs in a blanket, then find a blanket to put the pig in. Like, or if you want to post about overtraining and all this other stuff, go for it. But I feel like you do a really good job of that. And I think that is so hard to do. I appreciate that. I I feel like I don't do that the, that kind of a job because I I definitely don't like post super regularly. I feel like I go through phases where I like post and then I'm like, I got to get off Instagram for like a month and then just like radio silence and then I kind of pop back in. <laughs> so I'm trying to work on that piece. But I mean, I think in some ways, like, <clears throat> I don't know, not to get into it too much, but I think it's like a little bit of a double edged sword. Like I think again, part of it is so good because I think people can like, um, I think share their own stories, like you said, more on your own terms. Um, and I think then people can, you can ideally have more reach. People can see that relate to it. Like, you know, feel kind of seen in their own like struggles or different parts of life. Um, um, but I do think like a piece that I'm trying to work on again is like, yeah, like when you decide to like, I don't know, just feeling this kind of like, I don't know, this pull of like, okay, like hopefully sharing my experience can help someone else, but also being like, I don't know what word I'm looking for. I don't know. Sometimes when it's like, if you're going through something though, like not wanting to be like, okay, like something that I have to think about now is like, how am I going to like, 
share this on Instagram? How am I going to tell people this? How, like what messaging? Um, and it, it's especially when it's like a lot of like when you have followers and you like don't know these people and you're like this person, these people are forming an opinion of me like without ever meeting me and like what, how they're going to like view me is based on my social media, which is like just such an interesting, interesting concept these days. Like you might like never meet them and they can have an idea of you based on what you post. But yeah, anyways, that was kind of a rambling answer, but just, you know, things, things that go through my head. (laughs) I, I, it's the same thing. Cause it's just like, oh man, like, (laughs) Essentially, as you said, access to athletes, you know, it's a little different because you're more accessible. So if somebody wants to be as slimy as a piece of Lunchables meat, they can really, you know, <laughs> say it in, in the comments. You know, they can message you and everything. Um, I don't think you should change how you do your social media. Like, i am just be honest with you. Like, I think it's good. I think you need to disappear. I think you, I don't call it, you need to hibernate. Because at the same time, your social media, I know you got like a lot of followers. Let me see how many to be exact. We're just going to solidify how much of a big deal sister is. <laughs> 35,000. definitely do not need to do that. <laughs> 35K. 35K. You have more. Yeah. You got a lot. 35K. And so... 35,000 people don't need to know that Elise Cranny is doing whatever. Because that ain't any business. <laughs> like, I, I like the way you do it because it's you. Sometimes, I heard a preacher say, sometimes God's perfect will for you is to take a nap. And if you're Ooh, taking a nap, I don't, who needs to know that? You're tired. <laughs> you know so it's like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, Yeah, yeah. That's why I think I wouldn't change it. Like you don't need to post because there's so many, there's a bajillion people posting every day. You know, now if you go four or five years without posting, then somebody need to call, make a call, be like, yo, sister, sis, you, you good? And everything <laughs> you like <good>? that. <laughs> and everything. But as far as what you do, one or two months is not like I don't I don't see the big deal. I think it's good. I think it's good when athletes have control over their social media but you post on your terms if you don't want to post on monday you don't post on monday because nobody likes monday anyway because (laughs) essentially especially instagram instagram twitter's really like weird now but or x um (laughs) but it's so there's a bajillion posts on instagram if you miss a day somebody's gonna gonna find what they're looking for and stuff like that. That's don't just find me. it somewhere else. Yeah, they're going. They're going. I know that sounds really weird because when we were kids, they were like, you know, people would say stuff. But I don't know. I, 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 I no, nah, I'm not at least cranny. I'm not that fast. You know, I don't have that kind of reach. I don't have that kind of culinary palate. So I am not qualified to speak on. He's a lunchables a, man. I'm the lunchables but girl. I'm gonna have so much gas. Like when I get off this call, I don't know if I'm gonna sleep tonight. Um, like this, this, I see why I stopped eating this. Um, that's okay. more like, that's just me. I was gonna say, can I kind of ask you some questions? Then on the other side, for you, is like, how do you, how do you approach like? what you ask athletes, like how, um, you know, like getting, getting their story, like 
um, you know, kind of getting people to know them a bit more, kind of what's your approach in terms of, um, yeah, I guess your, your kind of like purpose and goal and then how you kind of tread like, yeah, people like people's ups and downs in sport and life. Is this part of the hard hitting series of questions that you were going to ask? I mean, this just came to me because you, you know, brought there up you this go. topic. So, I like you know, we got to, we got to, the listeners I'm... want the, the other side of like, okay, like, you know, the media and athletes answering question, but I want to kind of know, you know, for you, All right. as a journalist, like, how do you, what's your approach? What's your, you know, purpose? How do you, yeah. First of all, look at this. There's no cream in these Oreos. It's just two cookies smashed together. <laughs> it's just devastating. Um, I think I'm, you should have just got. I think you should have just got a like pack of double stuff and your wine and call it good. <laughs> I am just, 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 just gonna answer this question. Push through the pain. Um. Dang. This is I I think I need to apologize to to all the pop interview where I've asked some questions and say y'all just to be able to flip it like that I I need that skill. Um, <laughs> I've God repeat repeat that again because my head is like God you're a good journalist. <laughs> I guess what's your as a my journalist what's what's your approach and like how do you kind of strike that balance of what you're saying of like okay like asking people about their season their race gotcha etc in in a way that you feel is like respectful but you're also like yeah you're like you need to get a story and you want to get to know them and you want the people to get to know them so how do you kind of find that balance i started so i guess it goes back to 2020 so i was covering recruiting for a website that was um basically it was for ohio state football so i was a recruiting analyst and i was responsible for the state of florida and some other states as well um and then i worked prior to that for florida runners which was everybody knows mile split or flow track or whatever it's a mile split affiliate they have it for every state one in Colorado, California, Florida, all the above. I had a show called Beyond the Shoe. The basis of that show would be what it is now. Because what happened was I would talk to these kids, these football players. They're 16, 17, 18 years old. A lot of them are just so, some of them are so pumped to get interviewed. They are so excited. They've never been interviewed before. I love talking to some of the under the radar kids. It's so weird talking to them now. Um, I was watching a football game and there was a kid, he was undersized and he went to Ohio State. Just, it was his birthday. He camped out and I watched him play on <laughs> like two Saturdays ago. And I remember he tagged me in like his post when he committed and stuff like that. I was like, bro, like that's what's up. Like, I feel like a dad. Um, and I talked to kids like that, and they told me some interesting stuff. They said, you know, I have 30 reporters asking me the same question. And the biggest difference is they ask it 
and they want their name on it. Mm. So I can ask Elise, how is that race? 75 other people can ask you the same question. How is that race? You've given the same answer, but they just want their name on it. Mm. And the way that social media, the media and people just talking to people has changed, have changed, or I don't know. Um, They view you in a different light because they just see you as a football player. They just see you as a track and field athlete. And so that wears, I found that that was starting to wear some kids out to the point, mm-hmm. and I talked to parents too, because they weren't trying to talk to the media. So it's like, all right, if, if they feel that way as kids, can you imagine people who have gone through this year after year after year after year after year? And so I had a show called Beyond the Shoe. And the format of lactic acid is the exact format that I used on the show talked a little football and then I would get little tidbits in the interview to write stories, but I would always prepare by watching everything else they've done, reading everything else they've done. And then, all right, nobody's told this story or sometimes you're the athlete. You want a story told specifically. And I was never the first one. I don't, I don't really care about being first. If you Tell me some exclusive information that stays between. That's an athlete, um, journalist confidentiality. Um, Sometimes they would tell me stuff ahead of time. And I did not tell my bosses. I I, thank God they're not listening to this. Um, (laughs) Because I would have gotten in trouble, but it just meant too much. Like, you trust me with that. I can't tell anybody. And so that's kind of how the mentality, my mentality is. It's just more of a people first mentality. That has its downfalls. You don't grow as fast. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't get as many followers. You you get listeners and stuff like that. Um, so it's one of those things where, you know, I'm hopeful that it comes one day. I hope it comes one day soon. Um, yeah. But I was also, I could also sleep at night. And so it pushes me to my creative brink and it makes causes me to become creative because I pray before every interview, I pray before every story because I can't do the same thing. It it bores me to write. And so it's like, I don't want to waste your time by asking you so many things that you've been asked, but knowing that maybe there's a story that at least Craney wants to tell that does not get told. And you talk about social media, maybe if we get her a platform and if she can, you know, I could tell the story that's her story that she's telling. I'm just putting it on paper. It could open up people's eyes as to a different reality to create more of a respect, but also kind of bridge the gap in a healthy way. Because yeah. it's kind of the thing we talked about on social media, like you are known by what you post. I don't think that's really fair because I, you know, I know you. There's more to at least create you're bigger than a 10K or a 5K or a ninth place finish or even if you won the gold medal and broke a world record it still would not tell the story of you right um just the things that we talk about kind of humanizes athletes a little bit so that was a very long-winded answer hopefully that answered the question but that's kind of no that was Um, that was great and i am so impressed like when i first came on your podcast like to your point of having to be like really creative i'm like because it's hard especially when you're like 
interviewing so many pro athletes that have been in the sport for a long time. And it's like, you've probably heard, you know, their story of how they got into track and field, like most of the ups and downs, like most of the interviews after races. So it's really impressive to like, that you pull out these other sides that, you know, people haven't seen or, or learned about. And I think they're like, yeah, there needs to be space for that. But also you're human, you know, you eat nasty food just like I do. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like you, you are, you're, there's so many similarities, (laughs) you know, and I had to restrain myself because I don't do beats. Um, (laughs) There was just so much extra on top. I was like, okay, I got to save my judgment into segments uh, (laughs) and stuff like that. Cause some of the stuff, like, I I don't know, Uh, but you're human, but, I would treat you the same way I would treat you same bolt because the difference is you're five, four, he's six, five. Um, you got him he's just a eight. little bit faster. Just n- no, <laughs> <It's a tad. laughs> no, it depends on the race. You know, let's say you say, let's run a 15 bet. Them long legs going to give out like a giraffe. Um, <laughs> anything that has blocks included, at least I'm sorry. I just got some <laughs> prayers. Um, I'm still in the blocks, and he's probably at the finish line. <laughs> he's he's signing autographs, um, <laughs> respectfully. Um, no, I trust me. <laughs> so I don't know. That's I try. I hope that is conveyed in, in the interviews because I just don't. I don't like. This is the top tier, and just because you haven't made a team or whatever case might be. Like nobody's interviewing you. Like I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's right. And I've seen that we, you know, you talk to any content creator, especially some of the newer ones, we see that in these mix zones. Um, I see that in these press conferences. You have some of the best talent in the world that goes untalked to because they are not the name. I'm like, yeah, like that just sucks. Especially like it had, I, I would hope that, and you can answer this as an athlete, somebody wants to interview you. Like somebody thinks enough of you to be like, I want to talk to sister. Cause she, she, she's the real deal. Like I would hope like that experience is something that's like fun or whatever the case might yeah. be. Yeah. seen that way, but all the time, but you know, that's what I would hope. For sure. For sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, yeah, along those lines, you're what? You're almost episode 100. Is that right? How did you know that? Did I tell you that? <laughs> I keep tabs. My girl. Let me, let me <laughs> go on and see. Let me go ahead. Go look. <laughs> I did my research. Just as this you do was... your research pre-podcast. If I'm a co-host, you know, like there has to be some research involved. Okay. Well, bo- okay. Let's see. <laughs> what is the quote that I've been saying that you say you love the most? Wait, say that again. What is the thing that I've been saying? I had to get rid of this little board. What is the thing that I've been saying whatnot that you appreciate the most? um like when you're interviewing or what what do you mean i just said it in a conversation and i said it in the last show it's like it's a mantra slash quote if you stay ready you don't have to get ready Um, there you go that's your that is your go-to i should have known that's what you were referring to (laughs) um but okay you're almost episode 100 
Yes. Huge milestones. So we're doing a little like reflection time on the history of lactic acid podcast. Um, okay. What has three things? What has surprised you the most? What has challenged you the most? And what has been the most rewarding so far in starting this podcast and in being to almost episode 100? <clears throat> what has inspired me the most? What's challenged me the most? And what was the last one? My mic cut out. Uh, okay. So surprised, challenged, and like what's been the most rewarding about um, starting the podcast and the journey? The first two questions are actually answered in this episode. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, these questions caught me by surprise and they are challenging. You are doing a great job. Um, what's challenged me the most? What has challenged me the most? What's inspired me the most? What's challenged me the most? What surprised me the most? What surprised me the most? has been I'm not going to answer that first what's challenged me the most has been see, this is a unique format it's not always a popular format and I committed to doing it this way even though it may mean not as much growth mm-hmm. or even Certain athletes may not come on because I may not be able to boost their brand because I'm not. We we do have a loyal viewers or listening, you know, people, number of listeners and shout out to everybody. I just looked at the numbers. I was like, OK, that's pretty lit. Um, Maybe not as much as some of the other ones, but it, it's growing. So patience has been the most challenging. Okay. Um, But you have to learn. And everybody needs patience um, because some days it's like, honestly, I've, I've said like, why am I doing this? I've had more of those days than I care to admit. Mm-hmm. Like you're putting in all this work and it doesn't, it's like, why, why are you doing this? And sometimes so what I keeps just, you going. Sorry, now I'm interjecting another question. What no, you, no. What gets you through those days? No. Why do you keep doing it? I have to pray and just like, all right, this is what I know I was meant to do. And just understand, you always got to look at the bigger picture. Um, I don't believe that anything happens by accident. And I also believe that everything that we go through is preparation for what is to come, especially on this journey. The hardest part in life, one of the hardest parts in life is the transition. When you're about to transition into something big, that transition period is really difficult because it provides uncertainty. Mm. It provides disappointment sometimes. It provides aggravation. And then... It provides an opportunity an opportunity to take a leap of faith. Um, that has been the most challenging. And so you can get discouraged, but you can't quit. And so yeah. looking at the big picture, and then that leads me to the last part of what inspires me the most, it's been the athletes 
like mm-hmm. never in my wildest dreams have, did I ever envision that Elise Craney would be co-hosting my show <laughs> or that we would be friends or that you would build these relationships with athletes. And um, that has been the pleasant surprise when always the one question I always ask athletes, I ask you this, I always ask at the end of the episode, I hope that wasn't too painful for you. Um, That has been the most inspiring because when you get this chance to know the athletes for who they are, it's actually a pretty cool thing. Um, The most surprising is <laughs> there's a few answers that I can give, but the intros have been the most surprising. The introductions that I give, I do them on purpose, but they have been the most surprising. They have been the most surprising because they come out just like that and I don't prep for them at all. It's wow. everything's off the top of my head. Um, and so I may take little things here or there and then the prep that I do is I just watch every interview to see what I shouldn't ask you. Or what, you know, just keep it different. That has been the most surprising. Because every single, like, everyone is new. Everyone is just like, oh, like, I'll go back and listen. I'm like, all right, hey. Are Let's you like, I that. nailed that intro? <laughs> like, first of all, I've had a couple. Boy, why did you say that? Like, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> um or I can't like I cannot wait to go back and just see when you were talking. Uh, just the judgment, just just <laughs> the judgment. I just can't wait. Um, that has been <laughs> that's been the most surprising. That's what I'll say. I'll say that's been the most surprising. I love it. I love or, it. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you you ready? I, I I'm can't. gonna hit you with another one. <laughs> Dang. All right. I gotta. Okay. Because <laughs> it's in, it's like the same track. Um, so well, you're talking about you're talking about growth, right? How you have to be patient. Growth is a bit slower. Like, what what's your vision for the podcast, and like, what are your kind of hopes moving forward with that and your journalism career more broadly? Some of that is classified information. Okay. Um, Keep that to yourself. Don't no no need to share. Well, you we'll be waiting. Here's the hard part. (laughs) You asked me before the show. You told me what you didn't want to talk about, and then I was like, I don't know what I'm not ready to talk about. Um, (laughs) And then you spring it on me. Um, No, you're allowed to say that. I'd be like, it's confidential. So locked in the vault for right now. That's totally. How about this? Elise and I will announce our futures at a, a point in time <laughs> that is not tonight um podcast i don't know like oh wait okay this is this is like really cheesy really quick i'm but we were talking about doing fondue so i think we do like a little like futures over fondue type vibe okay but that's total side note just put it in the back of your head for some like you know you but you have to tell me the date <laughs> okay I, I, we'll find I'm, time. I'm, I'm with it. I, I'm, I'm with that. Um, I've never done a fondue, so I may just get some cheese whiz 
Um, <laughs> you, that's right in the Lunchables vein. That's perfect. First of all, you haven't touched a single cracker or a single glass of wine. I'm so. T- <laughs> I, I know. I just you- feel like the way that you were like talking about your Lunchable, I was just like, I don't know. The cheese and crackers doesn't mean I'm a dad anymore, but I'm gone. <laughs> you ain't even drank the wine, and you told me to get the wine that you didn't even drink. I know. I know. I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Your, your host for the podcast. We just said we're doing a whole episode in the future about that. Okay, right, right. Okay, I will, here's what I'll say. Continue growth. That is my political answer. Okay, perfect. I need a mental break. So <laughs> I'm going to ask you something. <laughs> How do you keep that mindset? So I asked you, essentially, about, you. you you've been open and honest. And we'll we'll revert to some off track stuff in a second. Um, so I need to find some more ways to judge you, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, you, I, I watched the interview with you and Alicia. Um, and there was a joint frustration. It's like, like I'm not gonna say the word. Elisa's never said a curse word in her life. And so there was a demonic element that came into her in that interview. So what you heard was not her. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. No. Thank um, you for clarifying. Yeah, thank, thank you for, for clarifying. setting, you know, yes, it, setting it's, people straight. Exactly. So it wasn't Elise. It was Shelly's. It wasn't Elise. Um, how do you just in general, because here's the thing. I do believe in always looking at things glass half full instead of glass half empty. Glass half empty, Lord, I done came in ninth again. Glass half full. This, there was so, this is how I looked at it. And I probably should have told you early. I'm sorry. There were so many obstacles that you had to overcome just to get to the line in Budapest. Some that you haven't even shared. And you still finish top 10. <laughs> like, just wait until you start competing with, like, this, this, like, when you are, like, when, when Elise hits it, it's going to be, I'm not going to use that analogy because maybe I want them to sponsor the show one day. It's going to be, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, essentially, like, just clear for takeoff. Like, like, it's good. That's, that's just me. That's the glass I full. Everything you've endured, you still finished two top ten finishes against a loaded field. Like, it, like it ain't like you trashed. Like that's 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 off the table. Your potential is not just there. I still think you're still young in the sport. You're still learning to run. Any, I told you before, it's hard for me to imagine you running a ten k because I don't deal with things with k's that involve running. It just needs to involve. <laughs> <laughs> you know, money. But and we talk about this. Think about this, y'all. Think about this. Think about this. Think about this. I I don't know if I said it on the show, but I did say it to an athlete. I said the worst thing that they did was that they moved the world championships. I know this. I may get some crap for this, Eugene. I love you. I'm gonna finish that audit. I promise you. But <laughs> moving that world champion, moving the Olympics back, moving the world championships a couple months up, and I understand they had to. Then not having a buy, having another world. So you got to realize something. You have 2019, 2018, 
2019. Emotional, like you pour all your eggs emotionally and mentally in the 2020 basket only for the Easter egg bunny to take them all. 2021, Tokyo, ain't no fans there. So you don't have that extra adrenaline to fuel you forward. 2022, you go to Eugene, Y'all, there's a lot of pressure. I understand pressure bursts pipes, but it also makes diamonds. But at the same time, you are you're in Eugene. There is pressure to perform when it's on home soil, and then it's earlier than anticipated. So the rest time is not there. Plus, y'all still have to compete, y'all. We did a whole video series on why y'all need to quit having all these diamond league meets, especially after the season. I'm just trying to tell you. Um, <laughs> so you had to go compete then. You move from Bowerman to Eugene. I don't think that get talked about enough because the food that you had to endure hampered <laughs> performance. I am convinced. You cannot convince me otherwise. And so from there, you had to do it all. So that's like, really? No, it wasn't even 2018. It was really 2017. So 2017 to 2023 i'm not good at math it was a lot like it was a lot and you still never stop tearing like like how maybe you haven't thought about that perspective but when you put put things in that context how do how do you ask the baller the shot caller keep it going in the midst of everything that you've had to like kind of push through Wow. No, that was very kind of you. I think, I mean, this kind of goes back to your question earlier, right? When you just say like, okay, what, when you're like getting interviewed, like right after a race versus like later on. So I think, you know, as you say that, like, I would say like when Alicia and I were interviewed, like <laughs> right after the 5k, I think I was definitely, and I would say I'm usually very much a glass, glass half full, pretty positive, optimistic person. But I think you catch me right after that race and I'm like temporarily glass half empty, like, oh my gosh, like it's the same, same finish as last year. Like, I feel like I've grown a ton as an athlete in person over the last year. I feel like my training has been better than it ever has. Like, how did I end up in the same place? And then I think to your point, like the more kind of separation you have from that and the more time to process it's very much like okay you are running against the best people in the world like you the races look different the year to year looks so different the situations like how the races run looks different and I think you know in that regard then I start to be like okay yes like I was ninth in Eugene and ninth in Budapest but I'm like I was you know I was in the race with 400 to go whereas in Eugene you know I was like out of the race with 800 to go so it's like okay I'm starting to like chip away and get a little bit closer and I think um yeah I guess our word today is patience I feel like that comes back to what you said it's like but when you first finish the race you're like I don't want to have more patience like I want to have it figured out and I think that's always you know been something that <laughs> that I've needed to work on um this is like a brief tangent, but my dad always tells a story of when I was um, doing some shadowing because I wanted to like, I'm really, we talked about this on the first podcast, but 
wanting to like enter the medical field at some point. So I was shadowing a neurosurgeon and I was like, Oh my gosh, like, how does he know how to do that? Like, I want to know how to do that. And it just seemed so far away. And he was like, that's, you know, (laughs) 10 plus years of school to do that. And I think, you know, the, the example of that in track and field is like, which, um, my teammate Mohamed, like he has been really good at instilling in me. He was like, there's so much to learn when you race at the global level. There's so many different races, ways the race can be run. Like you need to have patience and put in that work year in and year out. Like it's like, you know, everyone wants to be like, you know, there's only like three spots to make the team or three spots to, you know, get a medal. And it's like, there are just so many factors that go into that. And it's like not something that happens overnight, even though I think everyone wishes it was because that's, you know, what people are like striving for. <laughs> yeah. And you with your podcast too, like, you're like, I want to see that growth overnight. Like, um, and so I think, yeah, this is getting to be a long winded answer about patience yeah. and, and understanding, like you said, seeing it more as like a glass half full of like, okay, what was like, learn from this experience and yeah going back to that example is like the places are the same like from 2022 to 2023 but um like there were so many differences and so many like steps taken forward that I think if you just look at the result itself that that's that's missed I feel like I just talked about the what a transition is I feel like that is you right now that is like, me. I literally, you were going through that, and I was like, I have never resonated with something more deeply than right this second of, like, there are so many different, like, it's like you said, just, like, two sides of the same coin, kind of, like, conflicting emotions, like, ex- being excited about a new opportunity, but, like, the uncertainty, like, there's a lot of, um, you know, fear with that, and I feel like our brains, when we're in a state of uncertainty, can, like, do crazy things and there's like you know um we've talked about this but like I don't know like the importance of like team and relationships and people that you've built relationships with and it's like you don't want to like leave a team and like those people have been such a big part of your life like me being at Bowman for the last like four years and so it's like that makes it really hard too you know but then there's like excitement for what's next and yeah a lot of conflicting emotions but I think you like nailed it right on the head of like <laughs> the uncertainty is the biggest thing that kind of makes all these things swirl around because it's yeah it's like trying to navigate and figure out when things aren't like you know planned out and aren't as clear do you want me to ask the next question which is non-track and field related or do you want to um go ahead and continue to put this root canal in oh you're gonna let me ask another question i know i thought you were tapping out i thought you were you're realizing just uh just what you ask of your podcast guests when you get, you know, an hour straight of questions. <laughs> there, so let's just talk about how this form <laughs> real quick. We're at pre, and I know it's so funny to your point. You were like, catch me after a race. At least walk straight through the content room. <laughs> and I'm like, where is she? And she was walking fast, too. It was you and Sinclair. And I was like, yo, come back. You're like, I ain't coming back. <laughs> you don't have to get me now. <laughs> and I was like, all right and <laughs> stuff like that and then as we were walking out you remembered that i said the next episode 
um, this could happen. And then something in my spirit that I need to get evaluated said, let's do wine and charcuterie. <laughs> so it, that wasn't the spirit of the Lord um, as evidenced by what's on that charcuterie board over there. <laughs> so that that's how this formed and stuff. <laughs> and, and, and here we are. Um, so yeah, I mean, listen, it's, it's all good. I'm, I'm talking to greatness. So before I, I even get it, what you got for me? Okay, I have two two questions kind of under one. One, looking back at the track and field season, what was a performance that really moved you or inspired you? And two, what was a highlight for you um, in the track and field season? Like whether that be like a meet you attended, someone you interviewed, like what is something that stands out when you think about the 2023 track season? You're not my favorite person right now. Um, man, a performance that moved me is is tied. It's tied between like five, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two. Okay. Performance that moved me was Loggy Tasanga winning the women's discus. It's a great because one. Because she had the gout earlier in the year and did not know she could compete. And mm-hmm. she talked about the mental struggle that she endured to get to that point. And you at USA's. That 5K, 10K double. I kind of black blinked out on everything that happened <laughs> after that. Um Wow, thank you. You because did not need to you did not need to include me in your answer. Just to be no, clear. <laughs> but there's there's a I mean there's written proof that it did. And the reason being was you know, we talked about it off air. We won't go get into it. I just I just knew just some of the things you were dealing with or just had a I knew the struggle was real. And to watch you go out there and compete with joy, like you, you had joy, and that was just so fun to see. Um, because sometimes you're dealing with difficult things, you just need something to hold to. Um, and so, looking back at that, that is something I actually will not forget. Just um, how you were able to. Put it together find that against some of the world's best um going out there so i and i took i told you that before i don't know if you looked at the email but um <laughs> i did i probably read it probably read it wrong <laughs> i was like probably should just texted her that but uh she was like probably was like you, you think i sucked at this race or something like that but no <laughs> i probably how i read it <laughs> no it's just when you know somebody is dealing with something and they were able to put it together that just shows character that shows a lot and so um uh, i was i was really 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 um full of pride and I don't even know why I have pride. I was just really happy um, to watch that, to see that, and then just to see the smile on your face until you got to the mix zone and had to answer a lot of questions. 
Um, <laughs> interview. I did a three-minute interview with Valerie Alden. Ooh. Val, I don't know if you're listening to this. I messaged you. Please come on the show. Um, Val, I we need to get Val on the show. We we. I'll, I'll try to work some magic from my end. <laughs> I, I'll say this: if you get her on the show, you can co-host with me again. Ooh, wow! That would honestly be my dream to ask the two of us asking her some questions. We can. Oh, I cannot wait for that. <laughs> Because Val said something to me. Um, she did two things. She, <laughs> I asked Val the same question I asked you about the bread. Val did not answer that question head up. She changed it. She said, <laughs> well, <laughs> it was very thought-provoking. She said, I was having this conversation the other day. <laughs> Would you prefer bread or chips and salsa as an appetizer and i was like dang i guess chips and salsa she said exactly so this is my bread and she gave me a chips and salsa answer and i was like i can't can't say anything about that that's freaking genius um oh my gosh (laughs) that one i was like i had it lined up and she just like nope i was like all right (laughs) Um, a total 180 she surprised and then, you. <laughs> and then it's like, dang, like, wow. And then I asked her um, about, she told me about pizza and ranch. And I people have told me about that. And I was like, all right, this is about almond. I guess she's right. Um, and I tried it and I had like her voice and like Laura Thweet's voice was like, put pizza on ranch. And I was like, all right, bet. And so that one was fun because I I was just like, <laughs> dang. Um, so I would say, and that's hard for me to ask to answer. I don't have favorites because <laughs> I view everybody the same, but it's just like I really wanted to interview her. I was so excited. Yeah. And she was the last person that I interviewed, um, because she was the last person to come through the mix zone and stuff. So I was I, I would say that that's my answer that's great so did you like the pizza and ranch (laughs) the pizza was so bad i had to put something on it that pizza was okay that that pizza it was getting cocoa butter it was getting ranch (laughs) and so (laughs) so take um, your pick (laughs) so take your pick so i was like okay let's stick with the ranch and i was like all right um a couple more topics then we're gonna get you out of here we'll probably finish talking after that but you have such a unique sense of style, like fashion. You got the Jordans on. Then you had some Jordans on the other day that I saw. I was like, the, the vintage. Like, what, 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 what does she know about MJJ like that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So where does that like style come? It's like I got swag. my like, you got my Jordan shirt on right now. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, what, where is I this? actually, I just got a shipment today. That was like primarily all Jordan stuff. And I was like, wow, I think I'm very obsessed with the Jordan line. So you and Vanessa Frazier, <laughs> I think when she came on the show, we talked about, I said, if there's some things that's like a black Air Force One energy, I, I said she has like a gold Air Force One energy. Oh, um, that's she definitely does. She was like 
from when I met her in college to now, like she's definitely gold air force energy, like sparkles on the eyes, like gold, like great style. Honestly, most of everything I've learned about style is from my two younger sisters who are way cooler than me and Vanessa. So I literally, I wore an outfit. I was just at a Nike cross regionals in Boise this weekend. And I packed a couple different outfits that I would say are normally like not my style, but I was like, Nike's making some really cool streetwear these days. And I was like, channel your inner Vanessa. And this is the outfit she would probably pick out to wear. So yeah, I got, a, I got a lot of inspiration around. I don't think it's my, it's my style, unfortunately. <laughs> Dang, that's, that's a doggone vowel almond. Just saying, no, we ain't answering bread. We're going to do the chips and salsa. Okay. <laughs> switch it around. <laughs> just, well, I don't know what y'all do in the Stanford, but stop. <laughs> what, what, what you got? I'm, I'm going to let you rattle off a few to end this. Go, go ahead. What, what are you? Okay. Oh, okay. How do I want to end? Let's see. Also. We will do rapid fire. Okay. But we're going to do it on a unique twist because I got a question I'm going to ask before we end. But you and I are going to take turns asking questions in a rapid fire format. Oh, okay. I like I it. Hate, I don't know why I'm doing <laughs> this. Go ahead, Elise. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to go one easy question and then one more heavy hitting question and then, uh, of then I'll stop. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. Um, all time favorite dessert. Red velvet cake. Oh, I just got to list one. All right. Red velvet cake. Perfect. Nailed it. Red okay. <laughs> now that leads us into the next one. Oh, just how, how sweet. <laughs> I'm so... <laughs> How do you want to be remembered? Oh, fine. <laughs> your listeners are going to be like, well, we're going from favorite dessert to what do you want your legacy to be, essentially? <laughs> Just wait for these next couple questions I'm going to ask you. <laughs> that they saw God in me and that mm -hmm. when they think of me, they think of genuine kindness. Nothing fake, that. nothing artificial, all thriller, no filler. <laughs> That's what they came across. And when you think of me, you're warmed by an interaction that we had. Anything that I say to people, I always say I'm not that smart. So I, 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 and I don't, I'm not a, like a, Billy Graham, you better take the Lord. I'm like, no, no, you do what you got to do, whatever you believe. <laughs> um, but I don't know. There's so many mean people. There's so many things in this world. And so many people are dealing with trauma that leads to anxiety. That I don't want people to be like, I saw him. I dealt with him. He sucked. Or he is the reason, you know, that... I was having a bad day. Yeah. Um, but you want them to be like, I was having a bad day. And he said something genuinely that encouraged me. Um, that made me feel good. So just that. I love that. 
can confirm you have done that throughout. I've only known you probably what the last, I think a year. And I would say the two words that come to mind are genuine and kind as also why I think your introductions are amazing when you're like, I don't plan anything. It's all coming from a place of genuine kindness. So. Well, I appreciate that. What, what about <laughs> you? What about, what about you? How do you want to be remembered? Honestly, I would probably say like pretty similar to what you said. I think I love the quote. That's like, people won't, I'm, I'm going to, totally botch it but like they won't remember like what you did or said but like how you made them feel and I think that's something that I guess maybe that goes back to actually the the mantra I try to live my life by is just like similar to what what you said like trying to make sure that people like don't like ideally leave an interaction with you feeling better or feeling like seen or heard or appreciated in some way shape or form so, yeah. How, how cool is it being a big sister? It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> they, uh, like <laughs> I said, they're way cooler than me. So sometimes I feel like they're older and they, they're teaching me the ropes. But no, it's, um, it's really incredible to be, to be an older sister. And yeah, they're, they're so supportive. Um, and you know, when you talk about, you know, asking questions about track, but also outside of track, I think something that is so special about my relationship with them is they're so supportive and they love coming to meets and stuff, but they also, um, they're a great presence to have because they like are supportive, but not like, what am I trying to say? Like, I don't know. They just see me as yeah a sister and a person outside of the running and they're supportive of it but it's something that they're just like we don't care whether you're first or last or you have a terrible race or great yeah so that that makes for makes me feel pretty special and makes makes the lows better having them you get the last crack before i ask this last question and we'll finish this i hope anybody that's listening to this i hope you have some time on your hands or you're on a long <laughs> run um, so yeah I kinda, hopefully we can help some people get through their long run yeah i i knew it would go this long and i was ready um <laughs> i think at least was too yeah go ahead I'm, I'm i'm gonna put the pressure on you last it do you have one more hard one you want to ask me hard question yeah. Oh, um or in just question in general <laughs> um let's see i won't go i won't i won't go too deep um, i don't care it could be as deep <laughs> even though i can't swim it could be as deep <laughs> as you want to um what's something you're looking forward to uh next year that's a future question that i don't know the answer to <laughs> um dang I am looking forward to seeing I don't know doggone it man I don't know I'm looking forward to the uncertainty okay oh I love that 
because uncertainty is a two-way street. If you have faith in anything, in yourself, in God, in your abilities, in the process, the uncertainty is exciting because you know somehow, some way, this could be the day that it comes together. So the uncertainty becomes opportunity. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what people like you, what different runners, sprinters, jumpers, throwers do in the wake of uncertainty and in the wake of new beginnings. And uncertainty can be scary too. But when you know you're grounded, when you know you believe in yourself, and like we talked about, when you're in this spot of transition, the beautiful thing about transition is it's not a permanent place. You're, whether you don't feel like it, that's the, the harder part. When you don't feel like it, you're always moving forward. And the only way you've moved backwards is if you quit. So when you're in a transition, you're always going forward. And so it's, it's going to be fun to see the forward momentum that people take into um, this year. Yeah. Wow. You're dropping some major, major wisdom this evening. More people need to have you on their podcast. <laughs> on our podcast <laughs> no you need to go on other people's podcasts so like the um, whole you know so there's no co-hosting like you're getting you're getting asked all the questions so it can just uh, be an hour wisdom session from you i honestly <laughs> thought you meant when you said our podcast i was like okay we got a podcast <laughs> <laughs> our podcast yeah so one co-host one podcast together and i'm just <laughs> Just inserting myself into the lactic acid podcast family. <laughs> uh, listen, here's the thing: you'll be apparently this is not the last one. We got at least two more. <laughs> we got Bow Almond, yes, and, Almond, and then we're having a future episode. Yep, fondue feature talking about the future. Um, listen, I'm with that. I can't wait for that. Um, you just have to pick the date. So technically, you are a co-host. Um, so I just have to change it up. It's going to be with Dom and Elise. Um, <laughs> please don't, <laughs> don't add me in. <laughs> um, I, 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 why not? <laughs> well, I mean, I would be honored. I don't say it like that, but I'll just, you know, be a pseudo co-host every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, you you'll be the guest. You're guest. building That's you're building I'm something great over there. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you what you're looking forward to because that is our fondue conversation. What I'm going to ask you, then we're going to get to this rapid fire. How do you maintain hope when frustration, doubt, and insecurity takes over? Not just in running, but just in life. Ooh. Wow. Dang. You really brought you really brought the last question here. Um, I would say I think the first thing that's important with that is having a support system. I think my friends and family offer a lot of hope. Um and then I think um I don't know, I think coming back to um, you know, just like being really grounded and thinking about kind of my values or my why, or like we were talking about earlier, like <clears throat> how I want to be remembered. I think all of that offers a lot of hope because I think it gives 
you know, especially as we were talking about, like in an uncertainty or frustrating times, I think it's a place to come back to that is really grounding and provide some sort of direction. It's like, okay, I may not know what's happening. I may not know what's happening on the other side of this frustration, but I can, you know, control like how I spend my time, what I value, like the kind of person that I want to be. And I think that that gives me hope because it's like, that's something that, that I can always be focused on no matter what's kind of going on around. What is your why? Oh, in running or in life? All the above. <laughs> um, man, I think, I guess in running, it's, um, I don't know. I just want to, I guess, I guess in life too, just, um, I think my why is wanting to be the best version of myself to show up as the best version of myself for the people around me, um, to be able to connect with them. And then I think in running too, I think trying to find, I think that's something that's always really inspired me. Yeah. I guess it's not just running and running in life is just to find my true potential in again, in relationships and running and whatever it be um, that I'm pursuing. Cause I think there's something, um, yeah, about just trying to get the very most out of, out of yourself and um, share that with others and help others do the same for themselves. So, yeah. You ready for the rapid fire? I'm ready. <laughs> I thought of something real quick though. Okay. You judged me in the rapid fire at the last time. Did I? You did. Oh no! Wait, why did I judge you? Because of how oh. I get my how my steak is cooked. You didn't oh. even let me answer. I didn't. I couldn't tell you. You were like, I like it like raw or something like that. <laughs> I said medium rare. <laughs> Same thing. And I okay, it was probably the look on your face that I felt. I did. I, I was like, so you probably like it. Extremely well done. No, I said. I remember. I said, "Ooh, that's where we disagree." And you said, "What are you medium? Oh no, are you medium? Are you well done? Like, oh no." And I was like, "Bro, what?" <laughs> it's all coming back. <laughs> oh, I have a bad influence on you. Uh, all right. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> so, let's just say. You had to pick a superhero to describe you on the track. Who are you rolling with? Oh. Oh, man. And this always happens to me. It's like rapid fire. And it's like, I'm already epically feeling a rapid fire. <laughs> but remember the last time, like I said, it's never rapid fire. But again, <laughs> that's the beautiful part. You're going to ask me rapid fire questions. And then I'm going to ask you a couple. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going. Um, I'm going Jack Jack from The Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> the baby. I like that. Oh, no, no. No, no, wait. I'm going Dash. I'm going Dash. It's like Jack, Jack, yes, not, not Jack, Jack. I'm going so, Dash. So, what, so what the baby did? Like, what? I'm going Dash. I'm going Dash. Okay, I was so confused. I was about, I was about to make a call. It's like Elise. Okay, Jack, Jack. That would be okay. very fair judgment. Okay, that okay, that I'm is. I'm going Dash. All right, okay, what you going? You, for? What are you going? I'm not a baller, so it doesn't matter. 
are baller. Um, I hate you, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mr. Incredible. Okay. Speaking of the Incredibles what, family. <laughs> yes. What you got? Uh, okay. What's um, one skill that you wish you just had? Like you didn't have to learn it. Um, Ooh. I wish that I knew how to honestly be faster. <laughs> <laughs> be honest, I like it. I like it. I was gonna say play the piano, but now buff that. You know, running. But yeah, I wish I could be faster. Just cause like, like people like you are gifted. That gift went over my family uh, as far as running <laughs> and stuff like that. How about you? Um, I'm going. Um, I'd love to just be able to be fluent in a bunch of different languages or, um really good at seeing or the guitar so that's like three different skills that i don't have that i, don't I feel have. like i feel like you can sing though <laughs> i cannot i don't believe that i just need to can you can you keep tune uh i think so so if we sang a christmas carol could you follow me on the, the tune yeah but I'm not gonna I, make I think so. Okay. okay. <laughs> if I say no, do I get out of here? <laughs> I know, because I, I saw the anxiety building. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. Okay, fine. That's 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 what we will do. When is it too early to listen to Christmas music? Uh, um I'm intending to say it's never too early, but I think before November first. Oh, I don't like Oh yeah, because you're you're. Uh... Okay, hang on, let me make sure I don't mess up the quote. What if you're if you're always ready? You don't have to get ready. If you stay ready, you don't have to okay. get ready. Okay, oh, watched it. So That's you're okay. like Christmas. Like any time of year. September twenty second. Oh, That's why is September twenty second? It's very specific First. odd date. First, <laughs> First day of fall. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, what you got for me? Um, put up your your Christmas decor. When is too early to put up Christmas decor? <laughs> we just we just exercise that demon tonight, aren't we? <laughs> um, so the likes go up the first day of fall. Okay. Wow. Um, because I have like white lights, but it's like nice to mix it up. The trees, the first tree goes up the first cold front, which is October. So like October 15th. The second tree goes up November 1st. Okay. And then the stuff in the living room um, and everything goes up. We get everything ready to go. It lights up on Thanksgiving Day. Okay. Okay. Wow, you got quite you got quite the system in place. Yes, you are the Grinch that stole breakfast, so I'm not going to ask you that question. But <laughs> what I will ask you is, what is your favorite thing to do downtime-wise, especially as an athlete? Ooh, I'd say, um, I think in, you mean like during the season? Like during any the season, downtime? Any downtime. Okay. Um, 
Wow. Okay. I really like to read. Um, my teammate Kieran and I have had a book club this last year. So we were like, you know, we were really cranking through some books. Um, this is a country theme coming back, but I really, we talked about this on the other episode, but I really like dancing. It's unfortunately, it's not super conducive to like recover, like recovering from running, which is a bummer because if it didn't like shred my legs, I would probably just go line dancing like three times a week for like two to three hours. But unfortunately, the the running just does not allow Te- for that. Technically, that's cross training. Because... <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I was like, you know, it really strengthens the feet and the calves, but there is like a little bit of a point of no, of no return. <laughs> yeah, because listen, I tried line, I've line danced before. I've done the country line dance and they was lifting that that uh, knee over to the other side. I was like, ooh. They were doing some crazy stuff. <laughs> we just, just stretched that groin out a little bit. Um, okay. Okay. Um, oh, yes, your turn. I have one lined up. But go ahead. Um, let's see. Two more. Um, okay. Uh, you get like a whole like slash brunch buffet what are you what are all your options what are you what are you grabbing what are you filling your plate with french toast <laughs> i'm just going to waffle house to be honest with you but um <laughs> okay what are you ordering at waffle house but time out i feel like this is a trap because i'm gonna say what i'm gonna order then i'm gonna ask you the same thing and you are going to pull out the like the just most ex- incredible thing that i can't even pronounce or spell Um, no i'm definitely not breakfast like simpler is better but waffle house what do you say that and until you get like this pickle kellogg's frosted flakes absolutely Um, not (laughs) (laughs) Um, waffle house i get two waffles because brother big um bacon eggs and i give the toast to somebody else okay Ooh, i like it Okay, what about you? Okay, I'm going um, pancakes, scrambled eggs. This is a double whammy. Um, actually, this you asked me this one. That'll be actually, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna let you have. The, I, I've never done this because, granted, this episode has never happened. This will <laughs> be my this will be my final question, and then I'll let you ask your final question. This is okay. a two parter. I want you to finish this lyric and then answer this question. You ready? Where does Justin B- Bieber get his peaches from? Georgia. There you go. <laughs> Why did the Taylor Swift concert change your life? Oh my gosh. Wow. Really, really big one for the end. Um, <laughs> the deepest one. <laughs> Um, I went with great people. I went with Kieran, Woody, my sister. Um, but I would say just, I don't know, not to like get too sentimental, but about the Taylor Swift concert. But I think um, I've come back to it to lie. I just feel like humanity and connection with humanity is so powerful. And I love, 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 love live music. I think it's so special that you have people um that are all in one place that are like bonding over an artist and their songs and how the songs impacted their life or spoke to them and i think it was amazing to be in a place with so many people 
that yeah having the experience of a lifetime I think the length of the concert was insane and just yeah the energy and like the palpable feeling of her lyrics and the songs and the energy of the crowd amazing all around experience <laughs> how are we going to end this Elise <laughs> oh man now I'm like well stick with rabbit fire I'll stick no it, whatever you want just <laughs> I just have to answer it quickly hmm. let's see um what um you've learned from one of your interviews since you've had the lactic acid podcast that has stuck with you since our episode no 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 not our episode since the beginning since you started it was well, something that i've learned like from the guest or just in general um let's go guess you learned from the guests you've had that's really stuck with you man um i should have just said ask me a rapid fire question <laughs> that we we are all ordinary people Ooh, that's good i love that this has been keeping Mic up drop. with Dom. End of show. This has been there you keeping, have up, it. keeping up with Dom and at least my trusty co-host Elise, which will not be the last time. I hope that you all enjoyed this episode. Um, it will happen again because we're going to have fondue night. Um, and Elise is going to find more ways to ask crazy questions. And I'm going <laughs> to see now i can study film i can be like the coaches i can watch the tape and everything um <laughs> elise where can the people support your journey where can they find you um on instagram elise.karenny that's where you can find me when i'm when i'm not in hibernation as dom says <laughs> is that a bad thing is it bad to hibernate <sighs> just saying um but Thank you all for sticking with us. I hope you were inspired. I hope y'all don't ask me no more questions. Until next time, <laughs> love, peace, and chicken grease. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll catch you next time.